Good morning, good morning. I am super duper excited for this message. I don't know where you're at. You might be in your living room. You might be in your kitchen. You might be listening to me in your car. Wherever you're at, I'm excited, and I believe that this message is going to change your life. I believe this is the second Sunday of the new year. I hope you are as excited as I am because I'm ready to get started. So first, I want to give an honor to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who is the head of my life. I also want to give an honor to Bishop and Lady for also allowing me to even come up here and speak. And also to my redeemed family, I want to give y'all a thank you. Thank you for your support, your love, and all your kind, your kind thoughts for me. So if you have your Bible with you, turn with me to Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 through 2. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 through 2. All right, I'll give you a few seconds. All right, I'm ready to read, y'all. Y'all catch up with me. Here it goes. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. Let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning his shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. If I had to choose a topic for this morning, it would be, are you built to last. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for this day, God. You are Alpha, God, and you are Omega, God. We give you the honor, we give you the praise, and we thank you, God, for what you're doing in our lives, God. I pray that this word that is about to be spoken, God, that people will be able to hear it, God, and are able to live transformed lives. We need you right now. We need you every hour, every second, every single day, God. All the stuff that's happening in our country, God, we need you right now, God. So, God, we ask that, that you protect us and, we, and you cover us and you lead us into all truth. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I want to talk to you this morning a few, moment, few moments about being built to last. Being built to last. I remember vividly back in my junior year of college, and I told, and I never, and I thought, had this great big idea that I was going to go and try out for the track team. Now, guys, I have never, ever, ever, ever ran track competitively a day in my life. I, I did things like basketball. I did things like soccer. You know, when you run a little bit and you stop. You, you go a little bit further and you, and you stop. But not no track when you got to keep on running around the track and around the track and around the track. So anyway, I go out, I go out to the tryouts, and y'all, guess what? I make the team. Of course, I, I, I'm, I'm the basketball star, y'all. I told y'all, I, I play soccer. I, I'm not, I, 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 knew, I know how this works, you know what I'm saying? So I end up making the team. But to my surprise, I ended up, I ended up, and to my surprise, and when I got, to my surprise, I didn't know that track required so much. I didn't know that track would require me to wake up at 5.30 in the morning to get to practice at 6 o'clock. I didn't know that track would require me to work out when it's raining outside. I didn't know track would require, my, require for my legs to be hurting. I didn't know that track would require for me to be exhausted and me to be so tired and, and, and just changing my schedule. I didn't know it required so much for track. Come on, I wish that somebody would have told me this before I joined track that it required so much, so much dedication, so much sacrifice. And I'm here to tell you all today, that my junior year of college was my first year that I ran track. And it's also my last year that I ran track. 
I, I wish I could go back to the moment in my junior year and ask myself this simple question. Randall Joseph Goodine, are you really built to last? Are you really built to last? In our own Christian walk, we had to ask ourselves a similar question. That as we run this race in life, as we walk out this life, we had to ask our question, ask ourselves this question, am I built to last? In our verse today, we have this. It says this, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, he endured the cross, scorning his shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. From this scripture right there, we can clearly see that we can clearly see for believers that believers in Jesus Christ that we have a race set out for us. We have a race set out for us. Somebody just tap your neighbor wherever you're at, even in your living room, in your kitchen, tap your neighbor and say, neighbor, there's a race set out for me. There's a race set out for me. So, Randall, what is this race that you are talking about? The race that I am talking about is the, our Christian lives. How we live our lives is the race that I'm talking about. The Bible clearly tells us that our, that our lives are com is compared to a race. Yes, no matter what circumstance may come, no matter what condition may go, no matter what thing may try to overtake me, I have to keep on pressing into, into what God has called out for me. I have to keep on pu pushing into the mark, keep on going to where God has called me to go. And yes, we may get winded, we may get tired, but I need to tell you this morning that we have to keep on running. You got to keep on doing what God has called you to do through circumstance, through hardships, wherever it may come, wherever it may go. Go, we have to run this race. We have to do whatever God has called out for us to do. So this is the, this is the race, y'all. The race involves us seeking God, following his will, doing what he has called us to do. It is important. I say it is vital that as we live this race, as we live out this, out this our lives, that we don't forget the race that God has placed in front of us. If I'm going, so you might be asking now, if I'm going to run the race, if I'm going to get in this race, then what am I really, how, what does the race look like? Well, first you got to ask yourself the question. If I'm, going to if I'm going to step out and run this race, the question you must ask yourself is this. Am I built to last? The race looks good. It, lo it looks nice. It looks fun. But my question is, am I built to Last, my built to last. You may ask yourself, I don't know, Randall, if I'm built to last. I, I don't have what it takes. I don't have the stamina. I don't have the momentum. I don't have the, I don't have, I'm not in shape. I don't have the, the, the what, what, what it needs to get done to run this race. I'm, I'm slow. I can't do it. So what do you say to me that, that, I, that I can't, that, what do you say to somebody who feels like they can't run the race? I'm exhausted. I've been through so much. I can't run this race. My question, the, the thing, the, what I respond, I respond to that question with this. My response is that if you try to run this race up by yourselves, apart from Jesus Christ, you will fail. You will fail. But I'm here to tell somebody today, you do not have to be a failure. 
If you are serious about running this race, if you are serious about saying, I'm going to put my clothes on, I'm ready to put my track clothes on, I'm ready to put the right gear on, if you are serious about running this race, you do not have to do this thing alone. A tactic of the enemy is that he'll make you feel like you have to go through this race alone, you have to fight, you have to go through life by yourself, that you don't got nobody with you. But I'm here to tell you today, you don't have to go through this thing on your own, that you have a community that's with you to run this race. If you're getting tired, there's somebody to help you. You don't have to run this race alone. Okay, Randall, that sounds really good. Now, now, I am about to tell you about three people that we usually see at this race. So you have the one person at this race who has yet to decide, the, the, have yet to decide to get on and start running. They're typically the people that are that's on the sidelines. They're not really going nowhere. They just they're looking at everybody else running around the track, but they haven't really got into the race yet. They 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 might be on the sideline with, with their Starbucks coffee, you know, laying down or on the bleachers taking pictures, having a good old time looking at everybody else running the race. But they say, no, I can't get in the race. I'm not getting the race. But I look at everybody else run the race. That's your one person. This person is somebody who maybe hasn't accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior yet, and they're sitting on the sidelines. Or you have your second person. This one has been running for a while now and just needs some additional tips. They've been running, but they feel like they're getting windy. They feel like they're getting tired. And they're saying, hey, Randall, if you got some additional tips. You got some, some help, some help from me. I, I get tired. I'm getting windy. I need some help running this race. So you have some person that's running. They're, they're pretty consistent in their, in, their, in their walk with Christ, but they just still need some help in running this race. And then you have the third one. This one who, who has been running and running and running for a long time, but now they are ready to give up. They're ready to throw in the towel. They, they, they have seen they, their circumstances are getting, are getting larger and larger. And they say, I can't take this anymore. And they're ready to get off of the track because of life circumstances. But I'm here to tell you, you don't have to get off the track. And I'm here to tell all three people that I just mentioned, I am here to help you. I am here to give you some advice for this race. Don't worry. I know this might be the day that you're like, oh, I don't know what I was going to do. But I'm glad I'm here to help you. I'm glad I'm here to share with you because you do not have to run this race alone. I'm here to help you. Which brings me to my first point this morning. We are not the first to run this race. If you look at our, back at our scripture for this morning, it says this. If we, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses. Okay, so who are these witnesses? These witnesses are the people of faith that have already ran the race before. They already ran the race, and by their stories, we are encouraged. Have you ever ran into someone out in public that you really, you really admired? And you see that they have a life that you want to live. They might have a nice car. They might have the shape that you want. They might have they might have the the money that that the money um money that you want. They might have something that you like. Wow, you were doing a very fantastic job. And they make it seem so easy, don't they? They make it seem so so easy. They say stuff like this: save two dollars a day, and you'll become a millionaire. They, they say stuff like, follow this 30-day 30, 30 plan, and you'll have a body like Dwayne Johnson. They say, like, eat fruits and vegetables for, 10, for, 10 pounds, for two weeks, and you'll lose 10 pounds. They say, do this, do that, and you have clear skin, clear skin in less than 24 hours. As extreme as those examples are, they all are possible because someone has did it. 
In our Christian walk, we also have some examples. We also have some stories that, we, that are shared with us in the Bible of people who have ran this race of faith and have succeeded and have won and have did what needed to be done. This represents the cloud of witnesses. We have people in the Bible that have already ran the race. Ask Noah, who, who, who built the ark when it had never rained before. Ask Moses, who, who led a whole nation out of Egypt, and he had a stuttering problem. Ask, ask Joseph, his, who, who brothers sold, sold him into slavery, but then he came second in command. Ask all these people. Ask the children of Israel who crossed the Red Sea. Ask, all, ask Peter, who was a fisherman, and, and then, he, and then he, got, he was a part of Jesus' inner circle. Come on, y'all. You have to look at all the, all the people that in the Bible who have already gone before us, that have already lived and walked out this race. We can look at their stories and see and we can be encouraged by what they have done. Ask all these people, and we know that we can, even, we can get to the goal as well. In other words, the, the great cloud witnesses are all those people who have lived before us, whether they're famous or not, who have lived lives of faith, following God or worshiping Jesus, leaving us a rich spiritual legacy. Thinking about their lives, how they lived, and what they lived for, how they died is an inspiration for every time we start running. These are the people that we should be thinking about. These are the stories that we should be think, thinking about when we're about to give up. We're like, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. I don't know how I can finish this race. You can finish the race because somebody has already finished the race before. And they are our encouragement when we are in those tough and tight spots in going those tough and tight spots in life. We can look at our Bible stories and say, oh yeah, if Daniel did it, I know, I know I can do it. If David did it, I know I can do it. If Noah did it, I know I can do it. If Abraham believed, I know I can believe. That is, this is the mindset that we have to have in going into the race. In going into the race. If you can believe, believe that random stranger that said, if you say $2 a day and you'll become a millionaire, or the person that said, if you do this and you have clear skin in less than 24 hours, then I know you can believe the word of God. Then I know you can believe the biblical testimony. I know you can believe what God said. If God did it for David, if God did it for Moses, then surely he can do it for you. Which brings me to my second point this morning. Take off the weight. Take off the weight. It says, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. I've come to realize, when I, when I, when I come to realize, when I ran track, it was extremely, I'm telling y'all, extremely difficult to run when I, got, when, when I had a lot of weight on me. My goal every time I stepped onto the track was to become as light as possible. I didn't want no bags on me. I didn't want all this, all this, all this luggage on me. I wanted to be, become as light as possible because I know if I became lighter, I could run a little bit faster. I know if I got the weight off me, I could go, run faster than I, faster and, and I could get to the pace that I wanted to go if I just took off all the weight. In our Christian walk, the, a similar principle applies. That if we're trying to go after all that God has for us, if we're trying to move into, into the position that God has placed for us, we have to get off all the weight. We have to get off all the things that are holding us back. If we want to truly, be, truly move into what God has for us, we have to get off all the weight. So the question I have for you this morning is this, y'all. What is holding you back from running the best possible race in, for, in your pursuit of God? What is holding you back from running this, your best 
possible race in your pursuit of, oh, into what all God has for you. What's holding you back? The verse says, throw off everything that hinders you in the sin that so easily entangles. So what is holding you back? A lot of times in our Christian walk, we can have similar things that are holding, that so many things that are hold, can hold us back. It can be procrastination. It can be laziness. It can be disorganization. It can be lust. It can, it can be sexual sin. It can be all types of things that can be holding us back. But I have to tell you today, as believers in Jesus Christ, we have to trust what God says because he knows how we should run this race. So we must get to a place where we say, uh-uh, procrastination, you can't have me. I got a race to run. Come on, come on. I say, laziness, you can't have me because I got a race to run. You got to get off me, laziness. I got a race to run. Come on. I say, I say oh, unforgiveness, you can't have me because I have a race to run. I have to let the go of all these weights that are hanging on me, let go of everything that's hanging on me, the sin that so easily besets me. I got to let it go. I got to drop it off. Anything, unforgiveness, whatever sin that may be in your life, you have to let go of the weight. Let go of the weight. Kick it to the curb. Let it go. I can't have this weight on me no longer because I have a race to run. If I have that stuff on me, it's going to hold me back. It's going to hold me back. God has so much stuff in store for me. God has so much stuff in front of me, and I can't have that weight on on top of me. I gotta let the weight go. I don't know where you're at, but look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I have to let the weight go. I have to let the weight go. If, and, if, and if your problem is this, if you're saying, Randall, I hear what you're saying, but I have a lot of weight that is sin that is on me. I messed up so much and I feel like I can't get out. I messed up so much and I feel like the weight of sin is, is just overtaking me, it's overshadowing me. If that's you today, I have a verse for you. 1 John chapter 1, verse 9 says this. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us all us, our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. This is a call to repentance. If you messed up, this is a way that you can get your weight off of you. You have to say, Lord, I need you right now in this moment. Lord, I messed up. Lord, I confess that what I did and now I need you to come and help me, God. And I'm changing now, and I'm changing my behavior. I'm not doing. I'm, I'm repenting. I'm turning away from my sin, and I'm turning towards you, God. That is the heart of a, a, someone who wants to run this race. Not someone who, who wants to stay stuck in where they're at, but someone who, who realizes where they're at. They realize they're in darkness. They realize they're messed up. And they say, Lord, I need you to help me out of this situation. I need you to come get me. I'm ready to repent. So if that's your issue, now I just read a verse for you that if you confess your sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us of our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. This brings me to my third point on this morning. Run with perseverance. Now, y'all, I'm not going to be funny. The first, I'm telling you, I think when I, when I started running track, I think one of the hardest things for me to do was to run with perseverance. Because once you look at the track, you're like, okay, I can at least run around the track at least one time. One time, that, 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 that's, that's cool. I'm like, okay, but when you actually start running on the track, and when you get, when you get, half, I'm talking, when you get to the halfway point, and, and you're running, your lungs start hurting, your legs start hurting, you want to give up, you're gasping for breath, your, your legs hurt, you just want to call it quits because it hurts so bad. 
But although it hurts really bad, although it's tough, although you feel like you want to give up, you have to keep on going because I knew if I kept on running, I would get to the finish line. And eventually I would get the reward at the end. I have, this is what perseverance is. You have to keep on running even though it hurts, even though it's tough. This is what perseverance is. Actually, I have a quick story about me persevering. Last year, one of my goals was to get fit. I wanted to get in shape. I wanted to get a little bit stronger. I'm a, I'm, I wanted to get a, a, put some muscle on my, on my bones. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to get stronger. So my, so my sister was telling me, hey, you should try out this gym called Orange Theory. Now, y'all, you have to, you have, you, you know, if you know me, I, I'm, not, I didn't, I'm not used to doing gyms like Orange Theory. I'm used to like Planet Fitness. I'm used to like the YMCA, you know what I'm saying? Um, Gold's Gym. I'm used to things like that, you know what I'm saying? More, more, more mainstream. I'm not used to things like Orange Theory. My, my, sister, my sister basically told me, she said, if you want to reach your fitness goals, if you want to reach the goals that you have, have set out for yourself fit, um, with your fitness, then I recommend that you go to the gym. I said, okay, I'll go to the gym. So I get to the gym, and usually there's three different stations. You have your treadmills, you have your row machines, and then you have the weight floor where, you, where, where you're lifting weights. And this, on, on this particular day, I was on the treadmill. Now, y'all, you, there's a trainer that's, that's all the way on, on, on the other side of the gym. He has, he has his microphone on, and he's telling you how, how fast you should be going on the treadmill. You have two, di- there's two different paces that, that I knew of uh, that, that I was going. It was, you have your base pace, and then you have your push pace. Now, your base pace is a slow jog. Slow jog right there. It, maybe, maybe, maybe a brisk walk. Maybe. Maybe a brisk walk. Really slow. Now, your push pace is exactly what it means. You're pushing yourself past your base pace. So you're, 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 going with a, you're not going with a slow jog. When, when, they, when he says base pace, base pace, then you're, you're, you're going to tra- you, you be, you on, on the treadmill. You're like turning it up a little bit. You're, you're going all out. That's, that's, what base, that's what push pace is. But then he'll go like, go to base pace. Then you're like, go to push pace. So I'm, I'm base pacing, I'm push pacing, I'm base pacing. At this place, I wanted to no pace because I was so tired. My legs were hurting. I was gasping for breath. I was sweating down my, 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 my I was sweating down my, um, my head. It was just crazy, y'all. I don't know what, what, what was going on, but I was going base pace, push pace, and my legs were hurting. And y'all, I'm telling you, on that treadmill, I almost felt, I think, honestly, I would have stopped. I would have came off that treadmill. I would have legit hit the floor off of that treadmill. But I realized as I was going on that treadmill, as bad as it hurt as it hurt, and I wanted the, the workout to end, I realized that I had to keep going. You know why? Because I had a goal in mind. I had fitness goals. I knew I didn't want to just, I knew I didn't want to be the regular degler. I knew I wanted to get my, um, get my fitness goals right. So I had to stay on the treadmill, even though it hurt really bad. Even though I, I, I look crazy. People were probably looking at me saying, what is this man doing? But I, even though they said, what, what, even though they might say, what am I doing? They couldn't say I stopped though. They couldn't say I got the treadmill though. All, they, what they could say is that that man kept on running. He looked crazy, but he kept on going. He persevered through his pain. He persevered through his pain. Y'all, this is what perseverance is. I'm here to tell you in this race, I'm going to be honest with you. It gets hard sometimes. You get winded and you do get tired. And some of you may feel like you're worn out, that you may feel like that you're losing hope, you may feel like you're, you're broken down, but I want to encourage you on today. That you have to keep on moving forward. You have to keep on pressing into what God has for you. You have to keep on running this race called life. Do not give up when it, if it gets tough. You have to know that I cannot give up in this race. I have to keep on moving. I have to keep on moving forward because I know what God has in store. 
either keep on pressing. Now, I don't know what thing or circumstance is holding you back from, from persevering. I don't know what thing that feels like that's making you feel like I want to give up. I don't know what that's thing that makes you feel like I just want to throw in the towel. It could be affliction. Maybe it's a situation. Maybe the death of a loved one. Maybe you're tired. Maybe it's work. Maybe it's difficulty. Maybe it's a family member or a friend. But you have to get in your mind. Even though it hurts really bad right now in life, even though I'm in a messed up situation right now, even though it feels so tough right now, even though I feel like I can't pick myself back up right now, I'm in a dark spot, I have to keep on moving forward. Why stop there? You have to keep on running and keep on going to what God has for you. When I used to run track, I knew, I, 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 think, I, I think I just knew that food was going to be at the end of my race. I knew at the end of this race, we go out to eat afterwards. I might get a little snack on, on, on our bus ride back. I knew that something was at the end of the, of the race. I knew I would be rewarded. So, I, so I, can't, I can't stop where I'm at. I know that there's a reward at the end of the race. I have to keep on going. The Bible says that, that, the Bible says that he rewards those who diligently seek him who diligently seek him. So that, that's what, when we run our race, he, God, God will reward us if we are running the race like he has called us out to be, called us out to do. We have to run this race because it says, the Bible says, y'all, the Bible says he rewards those who diligently seek him. And you have to make up in your mind, if I'm going to diligently seek him, I have to be built to last. 1 Corinthians verse 9 20. First Corinthians verse 9, chapter 9, verse 24 says this. Do you not know that in a race all runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get a prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will, that will not last. But, but we do it, us believers, we do it to get a crown that will last forever. In the physical, people run in the Olympics, they run in all these games, they get a crown that's gonna, that, that, that will perish away. But us believers, we are running in this spiritual race to get a crown that will last forever. The reason I can run with perseverance is because my eyes are focused on Jesus. If I'm running this race, I can't look to the left, I can't look to the right, I can't look behind me because that's going to slow me down. I have to have my eyes focused on Jesus. Verse 2 in our and our scripture for today says this, fixing our, well, verse 2 says, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning his shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. This brings me to my last point this morning. Fix your focus. When I used to run, I would, like I said before, when I used to run, I used to focus on the, I used to, I think about the, the meal at the end of the race. Like, I, if we get going corral, or we get some food, we get some food going back, back home, that is my focus. So I, I know I'm hurting right now. I know I'm in pain right now, but a little smirk might come up because I know at the end of this race, I'm getting some food. I'm going to be rewarded. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get treated well. So even though it hurts right now, even though this thing is so temporary, I know I can keep on moving forward, keep on pressing into what God has for me. And this is the fo- Our focus should be Jesus Christ. This should be our focus. Our focus should not be 22 cars and the, our focus is not 22 cars and 15 houses. Our focus is not climbing the corporate ladder. Our, fo- our main focus is Jesus. Jesus is the only one that can satisfy. Until you stop making a focus about yourself, until you, until you let go of making a focus about yourself and let go of making, your, making a focus about all what you can do, 
You will always find yourself running at an inefficient pace. But once you get your eyes focused, engaged on Jesus, listening to what he's saying, and seeking him first, and reading your word, and following his will, then your pace will begin to pick up. And on the days you feel like you want to give up, I'm here to tell you this. Remind yourselves of the Old Testament stories. Remind yourselves of the people who already have ran this race. Shake off all the weight that's holding you back. Run with perseverance and fix your eyes on Jesus, for he cares for you. It will and has always been about Jesus. And in conclusion, to the person who is on the sidelines that have been watching grace, who may have not accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I want, this, is the opportunity, this is your opportunity to get in on the action. To the person who needs some tips, who's been running this race, but they just saying, I need some more tips, I need some help with this race, I tell you this. Keep reading your Bible, keep seeking God, follow what Jesus is saying, and do what God has called you to do. And to the person that feels like you want to give up, don't give up. Keep on running. We are cheering you on. The reality of it is this, that there's only one type of winner in this race. That's the reality, y'all. There's only one type of winner in this race. Not the one that gives up. Not the one that lets circumstance overtake them. Not the one who calls it quits, but the one who sees it to the end. That is the one who finishes the race. Let us not, fo- let us not lose focus in 2021. We are here in a race, and if Jesus is calling us to run this race, let us run at it with all that we got. Let us be pleasing to him. He came down and died and rose so that you and me can experience new life. Don't think that, don't think that this is done or running this race this race is done by willpower alone. No. Running this race, running the race that God has called out for you is done by relying on the Holy Spirit to guide us. Y'all, we can do this. We can run this race. I gave you the tips. I gave you what you needed. Now go out there and run this race. I don't know how you've been running before. I don't know if you've been lagging behind. I don't know if you feel like you want to give up and get off the track. But this is the word, the message for you today. Run your race. Let's do this. Run your race. I'm here to tell you, whoever is watching this, I don't know where you're at, but run your race. And I believe that if you follow what God is calling you out to do, I need you to do this. Run your race. And I'm telling you, and I want to encourage you and remind you of this. You are built to last.